2: guys i'm jerry i'm sierra we're ladies and we tangent
1: okay so what i was telling you about the mittens guys we're talking about bernie's mittens oh bernie Um, he stole the show (laughs) i i think that amanda she really stole the show but so you were saying that those mittens were made by a teacher Mm -hmm. apparently people reached out to that teacher and were like i would like a pair of bernie (gasps) mittens please and she goes i'm a teacher and a mom i don't have time to make your mittens (laughs) And people are like, that's the most Bernie response I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> that's really good. She's like not even trying to capitalize on the fact that no. millions of people would want, want those mittens right she now. She literally
2: could probably quit her job yeah. for the next like six months Just make and mittens. just make mittens. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, you the know The official
1: Bernie mittens.
2: I don't have time. I'm
1: teaching children. <laughs> I'm doing the Lord's I'm work. I'm molding young minds. <laughs> yeah. So if you would. Um, also, Sierra and I are drinking White Claws again. Uh, well, Sierra didn't drink it last week.
2: No, I had some cheer beers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but now we're drinking White Claws again. And we were just making fun of ourselves of the fact that we thought we needed to tell you that we had more than one last week. I, we, I'd like to formally apologize <laughs> for all of last episode. <laughs> it's pretty clear that um, <laughs> we had more than one last week.
2: There was a lot that uh, I was cringing a lot when mm-hmm. I listened back. I was also laughing a lot. So what are you going to do? you know,
1: You know, take the good with the bad. Happy and the sad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nope, <I'm>, I got that. <laughs> I was going to say, are we doing vowels or are these lyrics that I, I'm like half remembering?
2: I was going to try and then I couldn't. Oh.
1: I lost myself.
2: Oh. In a difficult place.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember at the beginning of this, there was a time when you were supposed to sing something or like... I forget what episode it was. Was it the Britney Spears one? No. there was. A, it was before that. Oh. But you were like, I'm not going to sing. I'm embarrassed. And now you, <laughs> now you just randomly break into song. You love to see it.
2: Because who cares? Honestly, I'm at the point in my life where who-
1: Oh, my God. Speaking of seeing it, we were supposed to video this one. I was going to ask because I have my makeup done. Should we pause it and
2: get the camera set up? <sighs>
1: We're already like almost three minutes in. We did. A re- I really like the bit about Bernie. <laughs> I mean, we
2: can <laughs> Listen, this could just be for the listeners. This could be an extra sneak peek. So oh. they have to do both.
1: <gasps> They're not going to do both. They'll shut know. it off right here and then go. <laughs> or they'll be like, we don't want to see. But, the- all right. Mm, I don't think I have a memory card ready to go. Mm. So. Maybe next, we'll try again another time, guys.
2: <laughs> All right, wow. I really had a good, I have my folder. <laughs> or do look, you want to? No. No, truly.
1: <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't, what
2: do I look like right now? You like, look honestly. good. Okay. What do I look like? I do have to put my bra back on. I just looked <laughs> down and my nipples are pointed.
1: <laughs> uh, you look good. You look, you look good. My bun is so far on the top of my head that it is basically bangs. That's what I okay, like. so. <laughs> like, I are you saying that? People should see me.
2: <laughs> Not the bangs. <laughs> the bangs. Uh, well, it's... no, I think we're okay. I'll just wear my makeup next time. You guys. Okay. It's All fine. right. We'll do it next week. It I'll is... come
1: pro- I'll come more prepared.
2: Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Next time I'm... G- I, now I can't act like I want to look good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be a scrub, but also... Yeah.
1: Oh, my gosh. I wonder if people listening to this are like, will they, won't they? <laughs> Wondering <laughs> if they need to go on YouTube. <laughs> Just for us to be like, nah, we're fucking with you.
2: Just kidding, um, but we are gonna try. Yeah, eventually. Yeah, someday. <laughs> Not today. Not today. Um, today we're gonna talk about. Well, first of all, hold on. I'd like to start <laughs> off by saying, freeing thank you to the people who Jerry oh, put. Yeah. Up, I know Jerry put up a thing on the Ladies in Tangents um Instagram. Telling people that it was my first day of school on Tuesday. And I got so many good messages, you guys. I cried
1: at home. It was beautiful. I was just beaming like, I can't wait for it. Well, first of all, I had to send a screenshot to her because I knew she wasn't going to be able to find them. I am actually glad right now that we're not recording because I can feel my face getting red. <laughs> because I'm you don't look flushed.
2: Again. I don't. It's, I have so much makeup on. <laughs> no,
1: anyway, it on? was really, really cute. And I, as soon as I did it, I'm like, there's no way... She's going to know how to find these. Uh -uh. (laughs) So I had to send a screenshot and then I taught her how to find them. But it was really, really cute. And also, I cannot believe that was this week. I know. You were talking about it. I'm like, you've been in school for like a month now. You're (laughs) on the dean's list. No.
2: There's nothing to be afraid of. None. No, but truly, that made me feel so good because I was super nervous, and um, I'm not anymore. Like I at got all. You,
1: you forgot you, 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 and we all of our you. people. <gasps> we have you, you guys. It was really beautiful. But and guess what, Doctor Google, is that I
2: really am. It was like the motivation that I needed, and I have a feeling that we're going to do this a lot. But um, what we're going to talk about this week is something that I. One of my first things that I read in class, and it was a um, fixed mindset versus growth mindset article f- for my college writing class, and it was so funny. It was literally the first class that I had on Tuesday at 1045, and I, like, Marco Polo Jerry, I'm like,
1: guess what we're
2: doing for the podcast? I feel like we're going to do this a it's lot. It's been a hot
1: minute since you were like, I have a topic, and I already have it prepared, yes! so buckle I up. It prepared so, like immediately because normally like it's sunday we're like oh Oh my my god God." we have a podcast do you want to (laughs) talk do what should
2: we do and then we're both like i don't know you want to just get here and pull something out of her (laughs) no i can't talk about
1: acids we did that enough chocolate scented acids (laughs) no (laughs) not that i tried it but how was
2: (laughs) it how about my mom was like
1: oh no
0: oh i know
2: (laughs) oh i know and she i forgot until she goes my favorite part was the shampoo bottle (laughs) and then she goes i love it when you went Ooh, sorry mom about putting stuff in your
1: butt (laughs) i was like great (laughs) that's just the part i'm sure you were hoping was her favorite i forgot about that i was like i'm glad that you like that that's my little shout outs i give you (laughs) She especially is d- when they're ass related
2: I know she's such a gem
1: <laughs> oh. oh here's another one for you Elaine yeah little super <laughs> we're not going to talk about it <laughs> I'm just
2: kidding um, but yeah so I wanted to this topic I wanted to talk about mostly because I hardcore relate like to the point where not to be dramatic but reading this <laughs> kind of changed my life like for real I mean it was already kind of changing in the way that I just think that I was kind of learning this
1: outside of Have you Okay, no. I think that that's not stupid to say that we didn't say stupid, but <laughs> I was like well, what is it? <laughs> no. You were saying like it changed my life, but it's dramatic. Yeah. It's not dramatic. Yeah. Uh, I make dramatic and stupid the same thing. <laughs> And I think that's something we should talk to Barbara. <laughs> I think you're right. But <laughs> Barbara said she was so proud of me this week and that I made her week. Oh my ah! god, don't you love it when they yeah. say that? I'm just like, "Tell but me She's again. like, "I hear that you had a great week. I want to let you know you're going to relapse, okay? Things are not better. You are not fixed." That um, scares me when they say that, but I'm also like, "Thanks." <laughs> she's like, "Enjoy it, but you will relapse mm-hmm. and that's okay. You are equipped with the tools to handle it." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, "Barbara." Anyway, I'm excited, I did relapse, but I'm <laughs> Um, what I was going to say is, have you ever seen one of those pictures that are like an optical illusion? Yes. And they're like, what's this picture? And you're like, what the fuck is that? Yes. And then they turn it one way and then you're like, oh my oh. God, a cow in a dress? How did yes. I not see that? Like you can't unsee it once yes. you've seen it. That's what this reminds me of. Yes.
2: And it's important because again, yeah, I'm 30, but also I have a young son and I was realizing when I was reading this, the things that I'm accidentally doing to possibly make him have a fixed mindset and it's so that's why I wanted to talk about it because I know a bunch of our listeners have children or are recently married wanting to start families and this is or who need therapy yeah (laughs) girls and 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 guys (laughs) yeah go because it's important and I didn't realize that compliments that you give your kids can fuck them
1: up. <laughs> so we've talked about that kind of before when we we haven't gotten into respectful parenting because honestly, it's a very intimidating topic. It's a lot. I'm still learning about, Sears still learning about, yeah. and we don't feel like we are an authority on the subject, so it's difficult. But when her and I have had private conversations about this, um, the whole idea of praise and how you... Interact and communicate with your child can really affect th- how they view themselves, yes. how they speak to themselves. And this kind of goes along with that.
2: Yeah. And, again, this is all because I was talking to my mom about it because a lot of this originated in the 90s. And so it had a big impact on, like, millennials yeah. in general. we looking at
1: you, most of our audience. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure a lot of you will relate. It's another reason why I wanted to do this. But when I was talking to my mom, I was like, I want you to know that because she always gets like, well, we didn't have podcasts and we didn't have books and parenting. Yeah. Cl- you know, we didn't have that back then. I'm like, this isn't your fault. Right. truly. The way that this starts is by telling your child how intelligent they are. Yeah, you were doing what you thought was best. That was a bad thing, right? So, so I should probably just. But now you know, so stop
1: telling me I'm smart (laughs) because I'm not. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, you're dramatic. I'm so dramatic. (laughs) You're not dramatic. You're stupid. No kidding.
2: (laughs) Okay, listen. So let's just talk about because I feel like I'm saying this a lot. And uh, I haven't really explained what it is. So, there's something called a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. Do you and think you can
1: just submit this podcast as your paper? I kind of hope so. <laughs>
2: like, you know what, Professor? Can you just listen to us talk about this? Yeah, because I sound better when I've got a white claw in my
1: <laughs> and I'm just spewing stuff. He's going to be like, um, can you... you- Get off topic a lot, but a plus. <laughs> I also, I just got delivered food, so sorry, guys. <laughs> if <laughs> we'll you hear that,
2: pause. <laughs> I can wait. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Are we still going? Yeah. I didn't know if you wanted to pause this and eat. So no, that's okay. Okay, I don't want to be rude. You can eat while I'm talking. It's going to be a lot of me. Okay. okay. I'll just
1: pull this sucker back to my mouth whenever. Okay. Do that.
2: Okay, ready. So basically, this is going to <gasps> the bag. <bank. laughs>
1: Hold on. Just, just give me a minute here, everybody. Tell <laughs> us
2: what you have. Well, nobody can hear you, but oh, tell us. This u- is like a mukbang. <laughs> <laughs> but, but audio.
1: They probably hear me from like a distance. They do. Um, What I have here is.
2: Give us some ASMR. Nope, I hate it already. Right. <laughs> Hold on.
1: I'm so sorry.
2: It is important and people need to I eat. Had grow a rough up. Day.
1: <laughs> and we had a tough time getting the kiddos down to sleep. I'm actually going to talk about that when you get to uh, one point. Please. And so I haven't eaten dinner and we could wait, but it is almost 9 o'clock p.m. and I haven't eaten since noon. So, oh my God. Okay. Yeah, please anyway, eat. Uh What I'm eating here <laughs> is a hamburger, <laughs> <laughs> some cheese sticks, and some jalapeno poppers. Ooh. A little. Little sheet scourmet. Okay, good. Okay, so basically these two
2: different types of mindsets um, it are whether people see their intelligence as something that is fixed, so something they're basically born with and that there's going to be a cap on it, or something that they can grow and learn and change. And that has profound effects on their motivation, their learning, and their school achievement. Um, Do you think
1: IQ tests... Have something to do with that? We're going to talk about that. Yes. I'll keep eating.
2: Yes. So these different beliefs and mindsets can create different um, psychological worlds. One in which students are afraid of challenges and devastated by setbacks. And then one in which students relish challenges and are resilient in the face of setbacks. Can I tell
1: you? So we mentioned that I have a YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. When I thought about having a YouTube channel, I had one of my worst panic attacks. Mm -hmm. I was sitting at the table. And it was after Shane's birthday and I had put together a video for his birthday and people were like, how do you do that? How do you just like, normally when moments happen, people take a picture, you take a video. And I'm like, yeah, because a video, like, I don't know, captures a moment a little more real. Yeah. It just, it takes me back to a time more than a photo does as I'm a photographer, but (laughs) I understand like a photo does, but at the same time, when it's it's like a home movie. Yes. I love home movies yes. and so I'll take little clips to try and make a home movie. Yes. And people were like that's not something people do. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, well, I do it. Yeah. And then I thought maybe I could maybe I could have a YouTube channel and I could put these together and then our family could see it and then I could look back on it and I could have these moments. And that thought alone, uh-huh. I I remember I was sitting at the table looking out the window had a full-blown panic attack because <sighs> I thought But what if I fail? Yep. And then I said, Jerry, you haven't done anything yet. I'm literally trying to talk to myself. Jerry, you haven't done anything yet. Why are you panicking? But instantly in your mind, it's like, I've already failed. No one even knows you had this thought. Yep. (laughs) You are totally safe. You are totally fine. You could just tell this thought to fuck off and never have to deal with it. But it's something you really wanted to do. It was. And so I, yeah, I was afraid of failing and afraid of looking stupid. And so I didn't, I, I put it away and then I obviously brought it back out yeah but that's something i'll do to challenge it you have is to. whatever scares me whatever makes me have a panic attack i i just do
2: yeah it, it, that's kind of the only thing that you can do and yeah. we'll talk about that and it, it, i'm sure we'll get to it but Um, So a lot of students believe that intelligence is fixed, that each person has a certain amount, and that's that. We call that a fixed mindset. And as you can see, the students who have this mindset worry about how much of this fixed intelligence they possess. A fixed mindset makes challenges threatening for students because they believe that their fixed ability may not be up to the task, and it makes mistakes and failures demoralizing because they believe that such setbacks reflect badly on their level of fixed intelligence. So instead of seeing, oh, I made a mistake, oh, I a, got a bad grade as like an opportunity to learn and do better from mm-hmm. it they see it as oh look you're stupid mm-hmm. you know which is that oh by the way hold on i want to say that this is the author of this article is um carol s dweck and she's the lewis and virginia eaton professor of psychology at stanford university and the author of mindset the new psychology of success i feel like i need to give Damn, her credit credentials yeah i sourced all my shits <laughs>
1: You know, what's wild is I was always advanced in math. Like, I don't know how, but I was always a year ahead in math. And then I took the ACT Mm -hmm. and I had horrific test anxiety Mm -hmm. and I got like a 19. Yeah. Yeah. It was my absolute lowest score because I was panicked about it. And I had this idea that like, you're good at math. You've been ahead in math. You've been a year ahead of all your other classmates. So like you, you should rock this. Yes. And so you don't study or practice. Right. That's what I would do.
2: So uh, this is going to we'll get into it a little bit. But a lot of kids that had this fixed mindset growing up um, were quote unquote gifted kids in whatever way they had kind of a head start, which is like my head start was I enjoy reading. It's a fun thing for me. So when I went to school, I. I already could. Mem- I had was very good at memorizing. I memorized the Cat in the Hat when I was three years old. It used to be a little party trick that I would do for my mom and dad's friends. Sick party trick. <laughs> it was. And they would be like, "Check out what our daughter can do," and I'd be like, "No, no, no, whatever." I can't tell you what it is now, but I'm still really good at memorizing. Like, I'll remember songs from 20 years ago that I haven't listened to, and people are like, "How do you still know all the words to that?"
1: I don't That's, know why. There, there's actually a thing in your brain that music, um, you're able to recall lyrics. Yeah. when it or you're able to recall words when it's attached to music music yeah better than not and that's why some teachers put information Study. to music, yep. yeah
2: so where was i going with this
1: i have no idea oh i think i was just I'm gonna just say eating jalapeno poppers.
2: <laughs> i think i was just gonna say that that's because i was quote unquote gifted which i wasn't i just could read and read well because i had practiced because i liked doing it mm-hmm. um it was no, I, no amount of effort from me. And so when it got to math, or um, middle school, where we actually had to try, like, turn in assignments and things, instead of being like, applying myself, I was like, wow, this isn't coming easy to me anymore. I must have reached my cap. Um, Instead of trying and looking stupid, I'm just going to not try at all. And then that way when I fail, I can be like, yeah, because I didn't give a shit. That's why I failed. Instead of I failed, I tried my hardest and I still failed. Because that to me meant that I was stupid. Instead of just being like, I don't give a shit. Look at me, I'm the cool kid. you know what I'm saying? Right.
1: I'll tell you, I almost just lost all my sides. That was
2: (laughs) almost a tragedy.
1: So when I was teaching, I, I mentioned this before. I felt so guilty that I was like, I teach high school special ed. And then I told this story and I'm like, did that, that I don't think translated properly. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) um, my students had a, a wide range of abilities. So like some people were, um, on the autism spectrum, some mild, some severe. And then, um, I had students with down syndrome and then I had students who just had like really bad home lives. And so they were which is horrific to think about because if they weren't in that home life then Mm -hmm. they would have had the opportunity to have um, a better education Mm -hmm. earlier so what happened to them in their home actually is what prevented them from being able to thrive in an academic setting anyway so (laughs) that was the girl who was playing the my neck my back (laughs) song anyway (laughs) one of the lessons that i did with them was finding out what their learning style was yeah so I made them take, I took the test with them, but it was just this assessment that was like, if I'm going to give you information, would you rather have it this way, this way, or this way? And it was just a, a bunch of different scenarios and how would you like this information or or what do you like to do in this situation? And at the end of it, we would tally it and they would either be an auditory learner, a kinesthetic learner, or kinesthetic tactile or um, visual learner. Mm-hmm. And based on that, I told them that's your superpower. Yeah. Your superpower is you're a visual learner. You like to see things when you see them, you understand them just because you're given um, a piece of paper and like reading is not your thing. But if, you're tactile and someone shows you how to do it and you do it yourself you can learn yes doesn't mean your ability is less it just means your brain works in a different different. way yeah and knowing how your brain works can then help you communicate to other people like hey Hey, actually this pamphlet doesn't do anything for Mm -hmm. me or hey when you tell me directions sometimes I get confused can you show me yes
2: so that in a favorite thing that doctors do by the way doctors nowadays will be like what's the best way that you'll learn and I'm like Thank God, because when people used to give me instructions on medication, I'd be like, sorry, I blanked
1: out. <laughs> right. And I was teaching these students, I was prepping them to go and work in the community. So I would mm-hmm. take them to work in different places around. We would go to a hospital. We would go to Giant Eagle. So like a grocery store. I forget. People don't know what Giant Eagle is. Um, Big Bird. It's yeah. <laughs> well, no, they don't even know that it's a grocery I know. store. <laughs> um, so I was telling them, like, if you're with your supervisor at these different areas, And they're giving you instructions and you're insecure about it because you don't understand because auditory isn't your thing or if they're showing you and and they're going too fast. Being confident and being able to advocate for yourself is more of a strength than having some kind of score on a test or an IQ, whatever.
2: Exactly. And again... That can make you feel like stupid because sometimes when people just lecture at me, I'm like, I'm an idiot, but I could read a textbook and I know what it, I know what's going on. (laughs) Reading or like doing, perfect. If you sit here and talk at me, I'm like. Uh, you lost me halfway through.
1: Which is sorry. funny because I'm the opposite. Like if people talk to me or I if know that's I... why you
2: re- watch YouTube videos yes. and I read. Oh, it's yes. so crazy. We're learning the same way. We're the same things, but in different ways.
1: Yes, because I cannot look at a paper. I don't know if, if I have um, some kind of issue with comprehending text or if I have dyslexia because sometimes stuff just blurs together or if I just like have created a mental block because I don't enjoy reading but when I hear people speaking to me or I watch them physically do something it it clicks immediately and I can replicate it or I can look at something and problem solve like I'm reupholstering a chair right now I can look at that chair and be like oh I know how to fix that but, like, I don't need instructions. Yes. But other people would be like, no, I'm going to need, like, <laughs> that's me. a diagram yeah. or, like, some words. But it's just your brain works different. It and does. And finding out how your brain works is, is way more beneficial mm-hmm. than scoring and landing somewhere on an assessment.
2: Yes. And just assuming that because of that score, that's your life. That's yes. your life's worth, basically. Right. Um so the the students with the growth mindset believe that their intelligence is a potential that can be realized through learning and as a result confronting challenges and profiting from mistakes um and persevering in the face of setbacks is not um demoralizing to them but it's more of they see that as a challenge to get right. smarter.
1: That actually makes me feel really good because as a teacher which I never felt like I was a good teacher mm-hmm. but hearing those things I'm like I I encouraged my students not to be afraid to fail. I I love that. I wanted to make sure the atmosphere was like, you're going to fail, and it's okay that you fail. We're going to learn something. Learn
2: from it. What are we going to do? I just told my son, because he's. as I was reading this, I was like, oh, my God. This is my child, and I do these things to him. I'm ruining his life. Again, slightly dramatic. (laughs) But I could just see it happening. And so the other day, he came home, and he was like, hey, I don't want to show you what's in my backpack. And I was like, what? Just show me. And he did a quiz, reading comprehension quiz. I was like, there's a rat. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh, that's just me who takes mice to school. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and uh, he got a five out of seven. He thought he failed. And Aww. that's a 71%. So I was like, you didn't fail. But he was like, Mom, I got a five out of seven. Will you please just throw this away so that um, my dad and Aaron don't see it? I'm like, it's okay. Failing is not the worst thing that could happen. And it's funny because lying about grades is in here. And we'll talk about yeah. that in a minute. But... Failing is not the worst thing that could happen. And then we went through it again, and I quizzed him on it again. And then we went through it a third time after I told him the right answers, mm-hmm. and he got them all right. And I was like, "See, we learned something. Right. Now you can go throw it away. Go throw it away. It's not a big deal." it was Mount Martin Luther King. It was really Aww. beautiful.
1: I know, but this reminds me of a lesson that I taught. Oh my gosh, I'm just like patting myself on the back <laughs> as teacher. a teacher. But <laughs> it's reminding me of so many lessons that I did. So oh, I guarantee excuse it. Excuse me, click clack. That's my ranch. <laughs> So, just <laughs> i know i'm still gonna eat it but hey it's fine their mouths he going this is my mouth I was gonna so say. <laughs> um so there's this lesson that i talk, and it's called the super ball and the raw egg and essentially what i d- i always did it for my observations if you guys don't know teachers uh, get observed like twice a year and, and like they get graded on how good of a teacher they are <laughs> scary um nine times out of ten they have already practiced that lesson with their <laughs> students several times yeah. to make sure that it goes perfectly. Yeah, they and they have great. bribed the students to be on their best behavior, given them the answers so that they look good and then they get accomplished ratings. So, so they that, cheat. Yeah. Well, I literally heard from my supervisor, it's just, you just got to play the game. Right. And I'm like, oh, well, so you know it's bullshit. Because right. that's
2: how you get funding and yep. it's fun. It is yeah.
1: bullshit. So, anyway, Super Bowl and the Raw. <laughs> I put I put a bunch of like plastic down on the ground mm-hmm. because I brought in eggs and I brought in a ball and I had my students stand up in the front of the class and I said, "All right, Jack, you're going to have the egg, Mary, you hold the ball. I'm going to have you throw the both of you at the same time, throw them at the ground." Hmm. And they're like, "Huh?" And I'm like, "I want you to throw it at the ground." And Jack's like, "Yo, I have an egg." And I'm <laughs> like, "Yeah, Jack, throw it at the ground." I never had a student named Jack or Mary. Okay. <laughs> um They threw them at the ground. What do you think happened? The egg shattered. The egg shattered. What happened with the ball? It bounced? It bounced. And what did we learn, class? We learned that... Okay, the egg and the ball were representative of people. Symbolic.
2: Got it. Yes. Okay. I
1: th- I thought we were... weren't like teaching gravity. <laughs> okay. We're not back at your forces of motion. <laughs> I was confused. Essentially, there are two types of people. There are super ball people and there are raw egg people. I when raw, raw egg. When raw egg people come to a challenge, a challenge, they shatter. It breaks them, it... and then how do you get it put back together? You don't. You can't. Yeah. And it feels like I don't want to break again, so yeah. I'm afraid to do it again. Yep. But superball people, you stop people,
2: taking challenges. You stop taking risks.
1: Yes, Super Bowl people are resilient. Super Bowl people bounce back. Mm-hmm. They're not afraid of another challenge because they knew they survived the first one. They're going to survive the next one. And sometimes they bounce higher. Yeah, you know. Aww. And like, you don't have to be a raw egg forever. Okay, you
2: don't because I'm changing, and it's fucking mm-hmm. wonderful. The way I was telling Jared earlier, once you
1: become the superball, like one time. Oh my
2: god! I turned in a paper, and I was like that wasn't perfect yeah i know that wasn't perfect but i'm excited to see what he criticizes me on because i want to learn how to be better yeah and that was my mindset not like oh my god i'm gonna suck ass at this it was like i can't wait to see now um i'm also not nervous because this college writing course is a freedom from grades course so basically as long as i just do the work um and
1: learn (laughs) from the criticism i get an a what's funny is that's how my class was too but Not because I knew about this theory. It was mostly just because I'm like I hate (laughs) grading. For sure. Are you guys here? A plus. (laughs) (laughs) Because you know what? Sometimes that's the hardest thing. (laughs)
2: Yes, I don't blame you. Um. So it says those with a growth mindset were much more interested in learning than just looking smart in school.
1: Uh huh. And uh, with a. I am obsessed with. That's newly with two U's, and enter the code Tangents20 and sign up to get twenty dollars off your first month.
2: That's n u u l y dot com. Newly with two U's with code
1: Tangents20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes.
2: Plus, you can
1: wear it for mess-free period sex. Yes, my white sheets love that for me. (laughs) Flex discs also create 60% less waste compared to pads and tampons. So, they are planet-friendly.
2: And if you want to go with zero waste and have the planet love you even more, you can pick up the Flex
1: Cup, a reusable menstrual cup that Cosmo rated number one. The patented pull tab makes Flex the only cup on the market that removes like a tampon. It's so easy. You already know how to use it and you won't lose it.
2: Yes, which is very important. It's also disability friendly and made with beginners in mind. So when I say like this is easier to use than tampons, I really truly believe that.
1: Well, this beginner is grateful for that. (laughs)
2: Yes. It's also velvety
1: soft and completely body safe and it lasts for years. So say goodbye to cramps, put sex back on the table, and lend Mother Nature a hand. Go to flexfits.com slash tangents and use code tangents for 20% off FlexDisc starter kits.
2: Or 10% off your first Flex Cup. Plus, you get free U.S. shipping. That's code tangents at flexfits.com slash tangents mindset. Many of the students from preschool age to college age, um, they cared so much more about how smart they would appear. And so that way, because of that, they would reject learning opportunities, even the ones that were critical to their success,
1: because they didn't want to look stupid. Right. Because now I'm not smart anymore. Hi, it's me hey see is this is why labels are bad this is so bad because mm-hmm. you don't want to tell your children we have this
2: thing and it, it comes up again in this but it, we have this thing in our society where we label things like intelligence and creativity as gifts uh-huh. and they're not right i thought sometimes they are if you're a savant
1: <laughs> yeah for
2: sure but even albert einstein had to work at it right. even michael jordan had to work at it like yeah. things like that Yeah, they had a certain amount of talent, but Michael Jordan. Oh my gosh, I did a lesson about
1: this. Yes, Um, I actually. I think we talked about this one time. I think we did. I think we talked about um, Colonel Sanders because this was on
2: imposter syndrome.
1: yes. Yes. So. If you guys forgot, or you You just go back, or you're listening out of order, because there's some people who haven't listened to the beginning, they're like just here now. But somebody
2: quoted me the other day from the podcast, and I was like, What? And she's like, I'm listening to the one from Let Me Plant Your Seed in You, the gaslighting. I was like, Girl, that was in June. Like, I don't even know her anymore.
1: I was so pregnant. (laughs) Oh, me too.
2: No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were talking about
1: me. No. I was. You oh, you were pregnant with my, my seed.
2: I was pregnant with emotion. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes.
1: Um, but Colonel Sanders had taken his Kentucky Fried Chicken recipe to 1,000 restaurants and got rejected by all of them. And then he was like, you know what? I'm just going to make my own. Because that's what I think after I've been rejected a 1,000 times. Yep. I'll just make my own because right. people will like it from me. Right. All these other people hated it, and I'm pretty sure they're wrong. And- <laughs> <laughs> Didn't
2: is it also J.K. Rowling she wrote like book after book after she wrote like 20 some books she
1: wrote Harry
2: Potter like in a rat infested apartment mm-hmm, because she kept getting turned down for all her other books and then they were like Walt Disney she, was told that he Walter P. Disney <laughs> E. Walter E. Disney I like P. better <laughs>
1: <laughs> Walter Pearl Disney he was told that he had no talent Dr. Seuss was another one yeah and Here's the thing. I think it was Albert Einstein who said, like, if you test a fish by how well he can climb, he'll think that he's an idiot or something uh, like that. I just butchered that quote. No, but it's... I like that's it. That's what standardized testing does. It does. It, it tests people on all the same level, yes. but that's not, how, that's not how intelligence should be measured. That's not no. how... Um, it's not how people learn. What is the word that I'm looking for? Uh, the word, like, you start th- like this, but potential. It's like growth. <laughs> oh my gosh, that really would have been good of a visual for everyone. That would have. But potential should never be assessed no. with a standardized test. Agreed. And I think that's and where we go certainly wrong. certainly funding shouldn't be no. dependent on it. That is the Especially when these kids are so anxious. Hello. Yeah. They're going to fail these assessments because their teachers are like, "Listen Tommy, do you like writing with pencils?" <laughs> Do you like your Chromebook? Because it can all go away. You're all going to be inhaling dust from chalk <laughs> if you don't do well, because we're going to lose all our money. Our money comes
2: from your success. No pressure. Yeah. No pressure. Yeah. But you have to succeed. Yep. And that leads to students cheating. That leads to students taking the easy way. Lying. Remember, I didn't Not attending school at all, flunking. Hi, me. Mm -hmm. Uh, But even, I used to take CP, which were college prep classes. Mm -hmm. And about junior year, I stopped completely because I was like, I don't, I want to take the easy way out because I want to get A's. And that's how I got good grades my Uh last- I mean, I took the easy way out because I didn't, it wasn't about learning for me. It was like- I would just want to get into college at this point, so I just want good grades. Mm-hmm. And then college, I was like, I am scared, I'm gonna fail because college is about learning. It's not yeah. about, well,
1: I mean, it is about grades, but it's more so working towards something and exposing yourself to stuff that you new things. Yes, like, that way you new. Are, you are given a curated amount of information. Uh-huh. When you're in high school, when you are in public education, someone is writing those textbooks, they are writing them so that you pass Uh these standardized tests. Uh This information is curated when you go to college or when you seek higher education. It doesn't necessarily have to be college. It could be a tech school. It could be even online. If you're just researching independently, you are accessing information that is coming from professionals that is just like, this is the fact. Yes. This is the data. This is the information. And sometimes, yeah, it can be... um Overwhelming? Yeah, interpret it in a different way. So, like, if you have one psychology professor who has one frame of mind versus another, you're going to get the information in a different way. But at the same time, that's beneficial, too. It is. Because understanding that there's not one right way of thinking. To learn and to think. Yes. With some subjects, there is only one right way. And we're talking (laughs) science. Science. And also, like, you know, there is right and wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. we're not going that way. No, you guys know we how we stand where we stand on those topics. Yes. But <laughs>
2: we don't need to get off. We're gonna our keep boxes. we're gonna stay on
1: this box. We're not gonna hop to that one. <laughs>
2: um, okay. So those with a growth mindset had a very straightforward and correct idea of effort. So it was the idea that the harder you work, the more ability will grow and that even geniuses have to work hard for their accomplishments. Mm-hmm. But in contrast, the students with the fixed mindset believe that if you worked hard it meant that you didn't have ability. Right. So working hard almost made was making you look bad. It was like, oh, you had to work hard for that?
1: Peasant. So now you have to manipulate people into thinking. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, this, I'm not speaking from experience.
2: I I,
1: I absolutely am. Okay. Was like, that oh, was full sure. sarcasm.
2: I can't even. I don't yeah. even know sarcasm anymore. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Um. This means that every time something is hard for them and requires effort, it's it's both a threat and a bind. If they work hard at it, that means they aren't good at it. But if they don't work hard, then they don't do well.
1: I really think that imposter syndrome is born out
2: of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. It says, clearly, since just about every worthwhile pursuit involves effort over a long period of time, this is a potentially crippling belief Not only in school, but in life in general. And I talked about this. I'm in an an art group. It's called the Really Weird Art Group on Facebook. (laughs) The things they post. It's a lot of vagina paintings. Sierra is a
1: group whore. I
2: I love Facebook groups. (laughs) They're amazing. Because you meet so many different people. Yeah. So in this one, it's a lot of vagina paintings. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. It's a lot of just really weird people making really weird art. And some of the art... Vagina
1: paintings make me feel good about myself. They're amazing. Because and I look these, at them and
2: I'm like, they look so different. Well, and these people that paint these are all people painting different body types. Yeah. And not just normal, like guys making big boobs and small puss. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Big boobs and bitty bitty puss. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah. So the majority of the people in this art group are women. And someone was talking the other day about how How the hell did you get in this art group? <laughs> I showed my crochet stuff.
1: Oh. Yeah. You. It was really nice. Did you crochet a vagina?
2: Not yet, but okay. I'm <laughs> I'm working. I'm plushy. Oh yeah. no. I might. Um so the the topic today, because there's certain topics that they mm-hmm. talk about, but they were like, do you get annoyed when people comment on your talent rather than your skill? Mm. And people were like, yeah, I think it's frustrating because people are like, oh, I wish I could. I wish. And then they're like, you could. You just, I work really hard at this. Yeah. And it's something that I think people don't think about. I know I didn't. I thought all the time that I wasn't creative, that I wasn't artistic and because I couldn't draw or paint and I yeah. didn't realize how many things were creative outlets. And really it's all and how about, all of
1: those things are just up for interpretation.
2: Right. And quote creative people are only quote creative because they enjoy
1: spending time right. working on
2: whatever right. they are creatively. You you yeah. know what I'm saying?
1: No, I will say uh, I can't I can kind of understand the whole like oh I could never. Only in the fact that, like, maybe people's brains don't work that way right. or like they don't enjoy it. So, if, if but I there's feel like you could, because one of Dave's friends he could not draw to
2: save his life, literally wasn't yeah. artistic at all, and watched like Bob Ross every single day,
1: and now he paints beautiful paintings. <laughs> See, I believe that, but like he wanted to do that. I do not want to crochet. Well, that's what I'm saying. I wish I could make things like like, when I see you make stuff, I'm like, oh my god, that's so cool! I wish I could. Sure, not that I couldn't, but I can't because I don't care to. Well, yeah, that's exactly. So that's the only way that I can understand that line of thinking. It's just
2: like create. That's why I said like
1: it it would stress me out.
2: Creative people are only creative because they want they enjoy spending the time on Mm -hmm. it, but because intelligence people intelligent like that like to read a lot mm-hmm. some people don't enjoy reading and that's not a big deal but it's like me. yeah well it's not but if you had to you yeah. would yeah. And you could learn things like that people are like wow you're so smart i'm like i just like reading yeah <laughs> and so i read about a lot of different things i don't think i'm any smarter than anybody else i just that
1: muscle is being yeah. worked right you know what i'm saying right um i i don't know if i mentioned this but whenever i was at uh the workshop that i went to a year ago I, there are vendors there. So like there was a, a styling, I don't know what they're called. Um, They're like coordinators and they have like styling things. They have like furniture and they have different decor pieces to, to make a set essentially. Oh, yeah.
2: So you have that eye for that and I don't, I don't.
1: Well, I don't, I, they did. Yeah. They set it up. Oh. I just took the pictures of it. Oh, And so I showed them the back of the camera i was like oh my gosh the set that you created like look how beautiful this is and she goes so is it the lens is it the camera like what is that and i said if you make a wonderful lasagna is it the pan the spatula or is it you <laughs> yeah like truly there's another factor in here yeah that yes yes the quality of the image is probably heightened by the fact that this is a nicer camera and a nicer lens. But if I just set this here on the ground, it's not going to do anything. Right. The composition of the photo, the exposure of the photo, the coloring of the photo, all of these things, the highlights and the shadows and the thought that went into, into it, that's me. Yeah. And I know that from my first session to now, Very different. (laughs) Sure. Very different. Yeah. And that's just because
2: I've done it a lot. Well, and I see the same thing with my crochet. People are like, how did you get that good? I'm like, ah, if you saw me in the beginning, it was not that good. I spent a lot of time just watching people do it and mimicking it. And I have (laughs) even when me and Corey first started dating, which was over three years ago, there were moments where he was like. This hurts my heart. I would rip apart an entire blanket that I would work. Because if you miss up one stitch, it messes up the whole pattern. So even if you do it midway through, you got to take the whole thing away. If you notice, it's down here. You know what I'm saying?
1: Oh, it's so frustrating. Do you think that people can have a fixed mindset in one area and a growth mindset in another? Oh, I'm sure. Because I feel like hobbies people are more likely to have a growth mindset because they're doing it out of the love of doing it and the interest in it and not so much the pressure of making money or having to meet some Mm -hmm. kind of standard it's just for the love of doing it
2: and i think for that a lot of times you don't have to it's like not too many eyes on you yeah if that makes sense because when you get into intelligence quote unquote or like school not even intelligence Mm -hmm. but just school there's so much riding on it, so much yeah. pressure on it that with a hobby, it's like there is room for failure because no one's watching you. Right. No one's eyes are on you. I failed so much with crochet and then I would just throw the things away because I didn't have to post those ones. I yeah. only post – people are like, wow, everything you make is amazing. Um, I don't post the ones that <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> That's why. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Not everything.
1: And that's why people say it's a highlight reel. And, and here's the thing. I've mentioned this before. I don't dislike – that social media is a highlight reel. Mm-hmm. I the the negative thing is people believing that there's not more to it. Yes, but if all I have in a day is something positive to share, sure, and to look back on, and I this is also something with my YouTube that I've noticed I got into YouTube because I enjoy making videos. I want to have these um, moments to look back on and I want our families to have access to our kids when they don't usually. But I, I think I've told you this. I've watched, first of all, Ollie really loves watching himself. I love that. <laughs> so I've watched these videos back a couple times <laughs> and as I'm watching them, I am getting to relive moments yeah. that I first experienced through a panic attack yes and the panic attack isn't because i'm recording the panic attack is because you're living with a toddler <laughs> i have a panic disorder yeah yeah well, and ptsd yeah so it can come on i was having a panic attack when you got here yeah so like nothing happened i feel like i kind of tell but oh yeah it was weird yeah i was fully weird yeah. and like I needed to eat food, yeah. To distra- and I needed to do this. That's why I didn't want to wait. I needed yes. to do this because the panic attack was going to get worse. Mm-hmm.
2: So this helps too. That's why when I say I black right. out, and then I'll listen back, and I'm like, oh man, that was fun. Yes. But the whole time I'm like,
1: you're getting to relive a moment yeah. that was taken from you yes.
2: because of our mental disorder. Be-
1: yes. And honestly, like when I'm watching videos of myself and my kids. I'm realizing, oh my God, I didn't realize that Ollie laughed like that. I didn't realize Forrest's little giggle there. I didn't realize how Ollie wanted to help Shane build this. And so now I'm able to see those things there and try to train my brain to see those moments in real life.
2: I was just going to say, that's exactly what our therapists, it's like you're doing what our therapists tell us all the time, which is you're re like training or like
1: re um, routing yeah making connections in the brain and
2: re-watching those memories in a different light yes. and being like i'm gonna remake that memory yeah. into
1: this sometimes i feel like i experience life with a, a panic filter sure and getting to see those videos removes the filter mm-hmm. a little bit um and if you don't show it you can't tell i'll no, tell you that i know i I'll, i just opened up to one of my friends like about my mind and and the things that happen in it and she was like I never would have known no (laughs) at all that you've been carrying that very well um it's not easy no I'll be honest I know but I think that the idea of a growth mindset and how respectful parenting which I learned about on YouTube um Mm -hmm. has helped me shift my own thinking yeah and how I want to give grace to my children, how I want to encourage my children to find intrinsic motivation and self love, I I first have to model myself. Yeah. And so I've given myself that challenge and it is hard as fuck.
2: It is well, I feel like it's it's very um like when children learn a language as babies mm-hmm. it seems so seamless it's so easy they're yeah. just learning a language but it takes a lot of babbling and a lot of figuring out words but yep. well, we don't think that babies are stupid you know
0: we babies don't ever are call the them smartest
2: i can, the shit that babies do
1: right from but, birth to one wild
2: but think about it when they don't get the language right the very first time there's nobody that's like what what a dumb fucking baby <laughs> you know what i mean and yet yes. for adults It's like we put that on us, but think about how hard it is for us to learn a second language. That's kind of what I'm feeling like it is with the respectful parenting thing. It's like if we do that with our children, good for us, but we we still have time. We're not broken forever. We can relearn it. It's going to be harder. It's going to take more time. This growth mindset... uh, changing from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset probably started for me about five years ago Mm -hmm. and it's still very hard. Like when I wrote this paper in my paper, I wrote because it was a free writing exercise and he's like, if something's going on in your mind, like even if you're just like, I don't know what to write about, write that down. Yeah. And so the very beginning of my paper was like, um, I'm panicking about how to start this because I'm a perfectionist, so this is just it, and I'm starting it. Aww. <laughs> yeah. I love that you did that. Because <laughs> I just was That's like... That's a ripping the band-aid yeah, kind of thing. I, I was like... It was my first paper I've done in college yeah. since I quit college 10, 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. So I just did it, and I'm like, I don't know what he's going to... You know, but yeah. I just had to do it because I knew... That if I didn't, then I wouldn't turn that paper in and I'd miss a point or whatever for it. And it's so simple. It's just turn the paper in. You get the grade. You know what I mean? But at that point, I was like, no, but it has to be perfect. Right. And I don't know how to make it perfect. So what's, uh, um, I just had a
1: train of thought and then I forgot it. Sorry. Get on it. No, (laughs) it's about, oh, oh, oh. okay. So we were talking about respectful parenting and and. Moving from a fixed to growth mindset. I think one of the most difficult things, I have two thoughts, and I don't know if they're going to correlate, but whatever. Something that I've noticed in parenting is, and not my parenting, but parenting that I've observed, is that we tell kids that they're kids. And these are their responsibilities, and this is the expectations of them. And then when they reach a certain age, you're like, you're an adult now. Bye. You're supposed to do these things. And now you're like, but that's never been my responsibility. And so that's why instilling this kind of uh, resilience and confidence. Yes. In kids from the jump. Yes. Is so crucial to making them feel confident and self assured and as adults. Yeah. And moving from a fixed if you don't have that mm-hmm. if you weren't raised that way and you try to move from a fixed to a growth mindset you have to look at yourself and say something's wrong with me yeah <laughs> if you want to parent your children different than you were parented then you oh, have to admit so that you were not parented perfectly yes which means you're not a full and complete totally perfect person and, and so- that's hard and <laughs> sometimes that's hard to do to our parents cuz i know so yeah. many
2: of us love our parents and we're like they did the best they could but it's okay to to admit that they didn't do listen, they didn't the smoke when they were pregnant and, and then they're they they like, Hey, you know
1: what? Now we have more information and yeah. we're not gonna do that anymore. Right. No one's like screaming at those people no. about it. It's
2: like, okay, so my kid
1: was born a little a little <laughs> underweight. <laughs> Fine we found them up no big deal yeah we put rice in their milk which now we know don't do that don't. either but
2: that's the thing we're gonna i in when i was telling my mom this i had to talk with her and i could tell that she was getting kind of defensive yeah but i wanted to be
1: like elaine what do you have to say about that i know Are I'm you just, defensive? Uh, no because then we talked about her parents <laughs> okay <laughs> and i was like yeah let's talk Sally to me <laughs> <laughs>
2: But what I told her was, I was like, listen, you had no way of knowing that that was going to cause this. Right. You had the best of intentions telling me how intelligent I was. If we would look back, I can't be like, my mom was such a dick. She told me I was (laughs) smart and gifted all the time. What a bitch. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. But I said, you have to understand that I'm probably going to grow. Noah's going to grow up and I'm going to realize it will come out that something we did made their life well, think, different of, think about it,
1: too. Our parents were raised in a generation that was very different than the generation they were bringing us up in. Yeah. Well, yeah. Even from when we were born to where we are now, the changes in technology and what we're exposed to. Well, that's why I told my mom, because she goes, I don't remember. I think I
2: wanted to tell you so much how well you did in school, because my parents never commented about my schooling. Yes. And I said, well, why? Because college wasn't the goal for you guys Mm -hmm. because i wasn't the you know it was just like get out of school and then find a job and that was your goal it didn't really matter what your grades were so they didn't really care it was
1: just like go to school because we're told you're supposed to (laughs) because they get mad at us and we don't make you go
2: for us they were they were like hey college is the goal and then so when you see your child doing well and being smart you're like hell yeah here we go college babe and then it unbeknownst to them they didn't mean to but it was like pressure 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 you're gonna do great things you're gonna be a doctor you're gonna be a vet you can do all these things and i was like
1: oh my God, well hard. not only are you getting that pressure from your parents but then we are Society growing up was... in an age where we have access to other people yeah and seeing lot. where they're measuring and now you're not only measuring yourself to the expectations of your parents but and your teachers but now you're doing it Everybody. to your peers not even your peers just at your school or your county. Literally the world. Literally we have all that The data. world's peers. Yes. You're like, oh,
2: look at this young person. She's in her 20s and she's doing blah, blah, blah. And Can I'm like, I tell you
1: one of the dumbest things that I've ever thought? And I, it's been an anxiety thought of mine please. forever. When JoJo oh my God. came out yes. with her first album at 13 yep. and she was like, I think the youngest person at the time to win a Grammy or the youngest person to like come out with an album <laughs> or something. I would look... <laughs> I looked at my sister and we're jamming to the song, and I was like, great. This could have been me. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was like, no, no, that'll never be me. Someone beat me to it. Perfect. So we're always constantly comparing, comparing, yes. comparing. And I don't have shit on JoJo. Let's just be clear, okay? <laughs> Not a damn thing. But I know, I know what you I know, I know what you mean. I don't know why. It's like we
2: had to compete with the world instead of competing with ourselves, which I think is what we should have been doing. Right. Challenge yourself, compete with yourself, set goals, and then beat yourself's goals.
1: Beat yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: do it regularly. Oh,
1: sorry, mom. <laughs> with a <the> shampoo bottle.
2: <laughs> okay, I've fallen on a bottle a time uh, Except I have those big 40 ounce <laughs> So it's weird. And they're going sideways. <laughs> I have a pump action bottle. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Um so those with growth mindsets reported that after a setback, they simply study more. They enjoyed setbacks because they were like, here's what I need to focus on more. And then mm-hmm. in In turn they learn. And those with a fixed mindset were more likely to study less because they felt dumb. And then they'd also seriously consider cheating because they felt if they feel dumb, permanently dumb.
1: All the time. So did I. You taught me how to cheat. I I used to make cheat for me. I used to make (laughs) tiny little cheat sheets and hand them out to people. I would also write stuff on my shoes. I would also slip answers into the front of a binder and set it on the ground Mm -hmm. because it looked like a binder page or whatever yeah. oh i
2: remember because oh, yeah. listen to us it was not about and in- it was not about learning it was not about intelligence it was not about growth it was about grades uh-huh and that was what was most important and so if you got good grades you were successful it didn't matter what you learned as long as you got good grades if you cheated you didn't learn shit you were still successful because you got good
1: grades yep and that's that's <laughs> why i took weighted classes because even if i didn't do well if i got like a c it was weighted, so I got beat Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I could... I had a little bit more wiggle room in the weighted classes. I will tell you, though, I was terrified of doing anything wrong. And so I was in Algebra 2. Mm-hmm. As, or no, 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 I was in pre-calc.
2: Yeah, I never took that. I took Algebra two and I was like, I can't go to pre-calc. So I told you I was
1: a year ahead in math. I was in pre-calc as a junior. I was supposed to take calculus as a senior. Mm -hmm. Fun fact: I did not take calculus as a senior. I told everyone it's because I wanted to take the year off and have an easy year and just take a transition to college or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. That's what I took. That's not the reason why I did. The reason why is because I lost my graphing calculator Uh at the beginning. Of my pre calc <gasps> year. I did an entire year of pre calc without a calculator. Oh my gosh. Still got a C, weighted B. Thank you very much. Wow. I have no idea how. <laughs> and then I was still too afraid to let anyone know that I didn't have a graphing calculator and we didn't, there weren't like access. I didn't have one because you needed to they like. They were like $100, were they not? They were so expensive. Oh yeah. And yeah. it wasn't just like. It wasn't the blue graphing calculator. It was like the big black one. Oh, guy. you had
2: to have the the heavy
1: duty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember. And it was like, I had to do sine, cosine, and tangent and like graph plot points <laughs> with no calculator. You absolutely could have borrowed mine. I, <laughs> I was not couldn't mean. tell anyone that I, I, I didn't have it. And then, <laughs> that's why I was like, I can't take calculus i barely made it through this one and i just told my sister this the other day and she goes yeah jerry i knew you lost it because i kept asking you for it because i needed it for (laughs) class and mom said you had one but you wouldn't give it to me and i was like why won't you give me your calculator and you you i didn't tell anyone
2: (laughs) that's really funny i know um so it's so terrified of failure i the same it's the belief that intelligence can be developed that opens students to a love of learning, and it's the belief in the power of effort and constructive, in constructive, determined reaction to setbacks. Is what this
1: is. That's why it's important to let your kids um, work through frustrations. So if they come up to something that's a struggle, I don't do that. Don't do it for them.
2: I have now this poor if i have another baby i just feel so bad because i did everything wrong
1: you didn't do anything wrong I you did didn't know wrong. you did the best that you could i did do the best
2: that i could and you're still and it was d- all wrong. right you're not done
1: parenting <laughs> i'm him. not
2: and i try really hard now but I in didn't try hard before <laughs> no i did everything for him because i would watch him be frustrated and i'm like i can't watch this it makes yeah. me sad i have to do it for you yeah and now he doesn't clean his room and he's fucking nine years old. So <laughs> it's very annoying.
1: But okay. you're really regretting that now. <laughs> I really am.
2: So this says, in the 1990s, parents and schools decided that the most important thing for kids to have was self-esteem. That was number one, which doesn't sound like a bad thing, but their biggest mistake was the belief that you could simply hand children self-esteem by telling yes. them how smart and how talented they were, and that that would work that's it's because it's extrinsic and not intrinsic it needs to come from inside or it's not going to stick and it, the way that it comes from inside is showing themselves that they are yep. you can't just tell them yep so this was such an intuitively appealing idea and it was exceedingly well intentioned but it had disastrous effects on the generation
1: backfired big time it
2: really did so almost 85% of the parents say that they endorse the notion that it was necessary to praise, praise their children's ability to give them confidence and to help them achieve. Um,
1: I <laughs> think here's, the uh, this unpopular opinion, I don't think that's the intent of every parent. I think some I parents th- use it to manipulate. But I agree,
2: that's just too. Me. I 100% agree, too. And I know that a lot of people, like I said, it was manipulating to the point where it was pressurized. Uh-huh. It was, I'm going to put this pressure on you because you need to know that I know that you can do well, so you better do well yep. because you need to make a money yep. someday. Oh, I know. Um. So they did this research, and they saw that in their research, the most vulnerable children who are already obsessed with their intelligence and chronically worried about how smart they were were the ones who developed this fixed mindset right Hi, because that's what they thought their value was that's exactly it especially it's if they were told that they had no other value if right. they and not that they were told like you're smart and nothing else like but if that was all they were told for instance I know that I loved books, but when it we've joked about this on the podcast, but when it came to Christmas, (laughs) my fellow girl cousins would get all types of jewelry and fun little clothes and stuff. And I got literal. I
1: got a a blue shirt with (laughs) boobs in it.
2: (laughs) And I got books after books after books after books. It was. Here is my little bookworm. Literally just like, hey, we know your intelligence. You better capitalize on this or you're a
1: failure. Yeah. You're a little reader. Yeah. So don't fuck this up. (laughs)
2: And I was like, wow. Don't
1: make me have wasted all this money on these books. Yeah.
2: And I was like, now reading isn't even fun. You've made it a job. Because right. now it has to be, I mm-hmm. have to make something out of this. Right. Or I am nothing. Mm-hmm. So um, it says, what if praising intelligence made all children concerned about their intelligence? This kind of praise might tell them that having high intelligence and talent is the most important thing. And it's what makes you valuable. That's what we just said. It might tell them that intelligence is just something you have and not something you develop. Mm -hmm. It might deny the role of effort and dedication and achievement. And in short, it promotes a fixed mindset. So they ended up doing this study where they gave two groups of children problems from an IQ test. Here's where the IQ test Mm -hmm. comes in. And then they praised them. And in the children from group A, they were praised for their intelligence. They were told, wow, that's a really good score. You must be really smart. And in, That makes me
1: feel yucky even hearing it. I know.
2: And in group B, they praised the children for their effort. Wow, that's a really good score. You must have worked really hard on that. Mm-hmm. And that's all they did. But the results were dramatically different. They did this six different times. Every time the results were the same. Mm-hmm. Um And it was different ages, different ethnicities all around the country. They were always the same. Here's what happened with fifth graders. And fifth graders was a big time because elementary school is typically easier. And then you get into middle school and it's vastly different. And it changes all of a
1: sudden to being. See, and I've talked about this before with Sierra and with other people. I don't like to praise my children. Yeah. When you told me that, I was like,
2: she doesn't. Like when Ali would walk to me, I'd be like. Good job.
1: (laughs) Well, when he first learned... Now, okay, there are times, like, when he took his first steps, I freaked out. For sure. It was a huge monumental moment. But, like, any time... I don't want to praise as an incentive to continue doing the behavior. Yes. That's a behaviorist tactic. And it's not good because guess what? Eventually you're going to stop clapping for him yes. when he walks Yes, because he's, he just walks all the time. And then he's going to start thinking, what am I not doing this good enough? Yes. He's chasing that praise, yes. but the praise stops eventually when the behavior becomes norm, Yes, a normalized thing. And so I don't want my children to chase applause. Praise.
2: And let me tell you something. As somebody who has an almost nine year old, my son Looks to me after everything yep. he does to see what my face is doing, to see what I'm doing, and if I'm not looking by accident, if I'm yeah. looking down at something, if I'm turned talking to somebody, it is. I feel like I can see it in his face that it it's was like, perceived
1: that you don't care or that, you weren't impressed. Yes,
2: and that he, now I don't have to try anymore because why should I try? Yep. It's not for me that I'm doing it. It's for my mom, and she doesn't give a shit. Right? That's terrible to say, but it, I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's something so silly. This is what I also wrote in my paper. I just think we're in a mo a movement of like cancel culture is so annoying and i get that but at yeah. the same point it's coming out that our words have d- m- like things happen when we speak yeah our <laughs> words ability is important yeah our words do things to people right and they have long lasting sometimes detrimental effect especially mm-hmm. when they're to our children and so why wouldn't you i mean i know it might be annoying for you to switch up your parenting techniques or switch up your language or switch up the way that you speak but like could if... you have to admit that you might be doing something wrong and i'm i'm sitting here right now telling you guys that i did it i know that i did wrong i know i'm watching the way that my son reacts and knowing like ah fuck yeah that was that was my bad but guess what it's not over he's not an adult yet and even if he was i I still feel like you can admit to them like hey i'm sorry but let's work because i'm 30 years old and like i said i'm finally getting a growth mindset it's not over it doesn't have to be like this forever so um okay so in the fifth grade groups the children praise for their intelligence Uh, sorry intelligence (laughs) did not want to learn When they offered them a a challenging task that they could learn from, the majority of them opted for the easier one instead and where they could avoid making mistakes. And then the children, praised for their effort, wanted the harder task. They wanted to show that they could do it, that they they could work hard. Um, The children, praised for their intelligence, lost their confidence as soon as the problems got more difficult. Um, And as a group, they thought they weren't smart when asked. They were told they weren't. They lost their enjoyment. Of learning and so their performance plummeted and on the other hand the praised group for their effort maintained their confidence their motivation and their performance and their performance improved so much that over time by the end they were performing substantially better than the intelligence based Praise children yeah. on the next IQ test. Which
1: probably just made the intelligence praise children so feel I'm like kind shit. I just feel
2: fucking bad for these kids. I'm like, <laughs> I know you had to do the study, but wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did you have to? Like, at least mine, I knew, I didn't know. It was ignorance that my child now is the way you've purposely yeah.
1: did this to these kids also i would like to say that i am not a perfect parent and i am still every day trying to figure this well, out i just heard myself yeah. be like you're doing things wrong yeah. and listen to me to find out the secret to parenting no i right. don't fucking know i'm trying my best and like we said earlier something might come out that i fucked up too right but That's this a- was just something that i know was um a struggle for me basically i spend entirely too much time in my own mind yes. figuring out where I struggle Mm -hmm. and trying to find areas in my children that I can maybe carve a different path. Yeah. You know, I know that they're still going to experience their own, um, turmoil and issues. And uh, some of it will probably be my fault. Yeah. But if I am aware of these things, if I do have access to this information, this is stuff that I want to utilize.
2: Sure. And again, it's, uh, i don't want to be on a soapbox about it but when we even though i know a lot of people will be like well i wasn't full-on smacked around and abused as a (laughs) child so my childhood was good right i had things i never went without whatever and um but if you look at like the mental health rates nowadays I'm not saying it was all attributed to parenting, but what I'm saying is if we can
1: figure out what it was and fix it so that these rates maybe go down in a way. Well, I think at the same time, when you were saying earlier that – our parents weren't their grades weren't talked about because the goal wasn't college right but it was for us so that was the focus maybe our goal is not college maybe our goal as parents is now focusing on mental mental, mental health. health and yeah. just
2: and just your brain that's yeah. what i want because we're to like do you're not this. gonna make
1: any money anyway they fucked us so let's just focus <laughs> on let's a healthy you you don't want to die all the time <laughs> yes <laughs> truly
2: Um, Okay, the children that were praised for their intelligence ended up lying about their scores Mm -hmm. more often than the children who were praised for their effort. They asked the children to write something anonymously about their experience to a child in another school, and they left a little space for them to report their scores. And 50% of the intelligence-praised children elevated their scores 12 to 13 points.
1: I used to change my grades. Oh, me too. Mm -hmm. Oh, you taught me how to do it. (laughs) damn I'm, I'm the gonna- worst influence huh
2: <laughs> you really are but you was- thought you
1: were the shysty one <laughs> no
2: you were just good at helping me cheat and again then my parents were blindsided because I would tell them they'd be like how are you doing and instead of admitting and maybe getting a tutor yeah. and you know I didn't want to tell them I was dumb they thought I was their smart smart little babe and so <laughs> I was like yeah I'm killing it and then they'd get my report card and be like F's <laughs> I'd be like oh I didn't turn in my homework oh, give me that back I'm gonna draw a line right yep.
1: next to the F gonna turn it into a block A
2: <laughs> and they're like that's weird you can't get into any colleges except for <laughs> the one around here I don't know what happened Um. so this says to her it suggests that after the students are praised for their intelligence it's way too humiliating for them to admit that they made normal human mistakes yep especially as children so uh, it kind of backfired that praise ended instead of giving them confidence, it made them so fragile, so much so that a brush with any difficulty erased their confidence completely and made them ashamed of their work. Um, this can hardly be the self-esteem that parents and educators were aiming for. Often when children stop working in school, parents deal with this by reassuring their children how smart they are. Now they can see that this is simply fanning the flames yep. because it makes them feel like, oh, fuck. I'm smart and I'm still sucking. I'm just going to hide it. And again, yeah. now you don't get tutors and things like that.
1: Um, and the problem with that is it leaks into other things. It, it doesn't just stay it really does. in like education yes. or intelligence based stuff. It well, leaks into literally everything. I was This happened the other day. This happened on Monday. I bought groceries mm-hmm. and I overthought the groceries that I bought yep. and then we made hamburgers, but I had overthought the hamburgers. I'm like, every time we make hamburgers, they don't turn out well. And Shane, his belly hurts every time he's <laughs> through meat. So I probably shouldn't get these, but this is just what's here. And I think it would be a quick, easy meal. And he took one bite of the hamburger. Mm-hmm. And he goes, do you think these taste funny? And I immediately felt like I failed him because you shouldn't have bought the hamburgers, you stupid, stupid idiot. Yep. And so I picked up, I go, hmm. I didn't think so, but... And I picked up both of our hamburgers and I threw them away. <laughs> Hold on.
2: Did I ever tell you about the time? Dave loves this story. <laughs> but when I was pregnant with Noah, I had just come from my... I moved straight out of my home.
1: Yeah. like You had pregnancy hormones on your side. I didn't have shit on my side. I Go did, ahead.
2: But still, you're postpartum. It's fine. Okay. Still. Um, but... So I didn't know how to cook. I didn't know how to do anything. I knew how to make pancakes, <laughs> and so I was like, "I'm going to make us breakfast for dinner." Yeah, I'm going to make us pancakes. And when I did it, I didn't realize that I had it on too high, so yeah. it it made it so they were burnt. And then when I flipped them over to do it again, I realized the side was burning, so I didn't want to do it too long. Turns out they weren't done at all, almost at all. The <laughs> and so Dave cut into it. He goes, "Oh." Um, do you think these are done enough? And I go, what? And he's like, I think they're a little runny in the middle. And I cut mine open and straight runny batter. <laughs> and I grabbed his plate and mine and I threw it against <laughs> the wall as hard as I could and ran upstairs.
1: Created a diversion.
2: <laughs> there was syrup and this gross shit. Now luckily we were poor, so we were using plastic plates. So nothing broke. <laughs> but I was like what a great app d- a failure <laughs> i did and i didn't cook again for him ever <laughs> and he left me
1: <laughs> so jokes on me <laughs> and i blame it all the pancakes <laughs> But I thought oh. that
2: I was dumb and I couldn't cook. Now I cook all the time. And people are like, Sierra, how did you become such a good cook? I yeah, just someone cooking. on the podcast like tagged you and yeah. was like, I was inspired to cook because of Sierra. <laughs> she asked me for a recipe and I was like, that's my easiest meal, girl. I'll give you all of my meals. But it's literally... Not it, my pancake recipe, no. <laughs> You don't want that one. I've never made pancakes again. That's not a joke.
1: <laughs> well, I haven't bought hamburgers since. Now, this, I haven't been to the grocery store, but... I guarantee I never will. <laughs> yeah i'm over it yeah
2: oh my god but not literally the only reason i got good at cooking was because i was quarantined at home and i've had shit all the do. <laughs> like i didn't have anything else
1: to do Yeah, the restaurants are closed i
2: gotta fucking cook for myself <laughs> okay so this says how should we praise our children how should we reassure them no no act like they're not in the room <laughs> <laughs> just honestly kidding. just ignore your kids <laughs> that's gonna be your best way Know what it says by focusing them on the process that they engaged in, their effort, their strategies, their concentration, their perseverance, or their improvement. So mm-hmm. it's, you can say things like, You really stuck to that until you got it. That's awesome. Um, it was a hard project, but you did it one step at a time and it turned out great. I like how you chose the tough problems to solve. You're really going to stretch yourself and learn new things. I know that school used to be so easy for you. What a waste that was. Now you really have an opportunity to develop your abilities and grow your brain.
1: Yeah. I love that one. I said my that friend, to what the um, My friend Kate, she's the Mellow Mama on YouTube and on Instagram. She is the person who I've learned everything uh, respectful parenting from. Yeah. Uh, I literally started watching her videos just because she was my friend, and I wanted to support her. And I told her, I was like, "Listen, I thought you were a woo-woo crazy person. <laughs> I'm learning so much. I thought you were a wackadoodle, but yeah. now I'm like totally invested in everything that you say. I will like you are the Bible to me. Yes. Um, when it comes to parenting, and something that she had um, shared was one of the alternatives to praise and it was like refrain from saying good job or um things like that and it was more like wow that's a really intricate pattern yeah yeah yeah. and it's pointing out more so just like what they're doing than focusing on um
2: you're being good yes yeah yes i
1: understand that because good implies there's a bad yes (laughs) And oh, if you're I not totally, good, yes. then you're bad. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. And that's why I don't like good boy, good girl, because yeah. if they're not a good boy or a good girl, does that mean they're a bad boy and See, a I bad don't,
2: girl? I used to say that to Noah, and now I just say, you're so sweet. You're such a sweet boy. Because yeah. I feel like if you're not sweet, you're a big asshole. <laughs> there is <laughs> there a there difference. are big assholes. Don't are. be a big asshole. <laughs> yeah, and he knows the difference. He knows what it is to be sweet, yeah. and he is truly the sweetest little boy. Yeah. But I don't wanna say like you're so good. And I really don't sit telling me smart anymore. Yeah. What f mind fuck that is. <laughs> but like he did that and I was like, I'm really Well proud. good is so
1: ambiguous too. It like, is. What does that mean? So like whenever Ollie um And I feel like there
2: again, we've talked about this before, you guys, yeah. we could go on. But there's Parenting should be unconditional love, yes. and when you put things like "good," you're good, mm-hmm. and so I love you so much because yeah. you're good or you're smart. So puts, I love you. It puts conditions on that love. Yeah, it's like, well, I love you as long as you're my smart boy, as yeah. long as you're my good boy. Mm-hmm. But the second you're not, I don't love you.
1: <laughs> and that, when Ollie was like, you know, when toddlers learn their limbs and mm-hmm. they're like kind of aggressive with them, sure. Um, <laughs> this is fucking <laughs> the best way to put it. <laughs> Uh, Ollie would, like, you know, really smack Shane's face. Yeah. And the instinct is to be like, be good. What does good mean to a toddler? Yeah. Like, remembering that kids, as they grow, are, like, fresh ass to everything. Yeah. They don't know shit. And, like you've said before, they don't have, um, what's that called? They don't have, um, oh, my God, I know what you're talking about. Control. It's, um. Yeah, yeah, yeah what's the word shit i don't know someone's yelling it i'm sure (laughs) they don't have um it is like control but it's fuck i can't (laughs) remember it and it's drive. it's like i almost said it and then i uh anyway yeah they don't have control (laughs) yeah and so impulse control thank you (laughs) holy shit they don't have impulse. control. So they don't have impulse control. They just do stuff. And so I was telling Shane, like, a lot of we, times it hurts people. too. We can't tell him like be nice. What does nice mean? Yeah. And so we'll say things. He's not things, doing that to be bad. He no. just has no control right. <laughs> over his limbs. So we'll say things like be gentle. This yeah. is what gentle feels like. And so we'll we'll like take his hand mm-hmm. and we'll do it on his face. We'll we'll take his hand and do it on our face, just to like give an example of what that is. Yeah. And also whenever Ollie's doing something that, like, is not safe. Yeah. Or we don't want him to do because... And here's another thing about respectful parenting that gets lost in it. I know this is not the topic, but it overlaps so it much. It really did. Yeah. Um That, like, they think that people who follow respectful parenting just say yes to everything and have no boundaries. Right. But no, you you can create boundaries and if one of your boundaries is just like your mental health like for your sanity this needs to be a boundary that's acceptable and that's fine and so if we're telling ollie no to something because of a boundary we've set we try to tell him something he can do instead of something that he can't do all the time like just give him a yes to something yes to make give him some source of Like power, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Because as a kid, you don't have any, yeah.
2: And you're going to eliminate a lot of tantrums that way, I promise you. Yeah, because that's where a lot of them stem from. Is like, I don't have power over this anymore. And, and yes, because we
1: don't look at toddlers as whole people, no, or babies. We don't, we look like, oh, you're a potato,
2: yeah. (laughs) And it's like they have feelings, they have emotions, they have, um.
1: When did they become a person to you then? True.
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, apparently they
1: were a person before they got here. So why are they not a person now?
2: And I think it's funny when people see the videos of what your son does and they're like, wow, he can do so many things. And I think it's like, well, we limit what children <laughs> can do because we tell them not to do it because we're afraid that they're going to like mess it up in some way uh-huh. or, and they do. It takes them yeah, well, some I got learning. a vlog coming out on Tuesday. He's, <laughs> you're going to watch him put away <laughs> dishes and he, do the laundry. <laughs> he does so many things, but it's because you let him, you tell him yes, that he can and you give Give him like the ability to, to grow and make mistakes, yeah. And that that probably it is so. Me fr- sure like, I mean, yeah. it's awesome. I didn't do that with Noah, and again, he doesn't clean shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's really difficult, but I think that's something we are all parent a lot the way that we p- were parented, yeah. and nobody knew that this was what was the outcome was going to be. Like yeah. we had no idea. We just we talked to toddlers and babies like we would talk to regular adults, right. and it's like their brains aren't our brains, yeah, and also. Then with toddlers, you act like they can't, like, I understand when people are like, why are you explaining those things to him? He's a toddler. It's like, they know. Yeah. Like, and when, do, again, when do you start when speaking you start? to him
1: like they're humans?
2: Because you tell him to do something to right. go throw, when he, Forrest was born, he wasn't even two years old yet. And you yeah. would tell him, go throw this bottle in the sink. And he knew exactly what you were saying. And yeah. we'd go
1: and do it. Yeah.
0: <sighs>
1: okay. Perform, do tricks, monkey. Yes. <laughs> Show all my friends <laughs> all the amazing. things you can do. <laughs> It was it
2: was actually very impressive. Um, okay, so many students had seen school as a place where they performed and were judged, but now they understood that they had an active role to play in the development of their minds. They got to work, and by the end of the semester, the growth mindset group showed a significant increase in their math grade, And the control group, the group that had gotten eight sessions of study skills, showed no improvement and continued to decline. Even though they had learned many useful study skills, they did not have the motivation to put them into practice. Yeah. The teachers, who didn't even know that there were two different groups at this time, wow singled, fooled. Out, oh yeah, singled out students in the growth mindset group as showing clear changes in their motivation. They reported that these students were now far more engaged with their schoolwork and were putting considerably more effort into their classroom learning, homework, and assignments. That's amazing. It is amazing. Mm-hmm. But just something as simple as those those switching up the way that you talk to your children. Yeah can have that big of an impact on the way that they learn and see school as something to be fun and to be... And I also think that this is just capitalist America. Let me, again, get on my soapbox. But I think that we... Teaching kids that you have to be smart so that you can get a job so that you can make money is, like, the worst fucking thing that we do. Yeah. Because maybe that's not everybody's goal. Right. (laughs) And you can have a skill that you make money from that isn't based off intelligence, if that makes sense. And you can have
1: worth outside of making money.
2: Yes. And you can have intelligence... And not have to use that for a job, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like everybody should want to keep growing and learning. It's such a fun thing. Like, yeah. And what we, else are
1: you going to do while you're here?
2: Literally, <laughs> like if we're here, we might as well. Right. So I just think that, like, the fact that we tell kids you need to be smart so you can go to college, so you can get a job, instead of like you need to grow your brain so that you can know everything that you can know. Like, yeah. wh- how much more that? So that is you that? can be
1: a well-rounded, happy individual, yes. and resilient be, individual.
2: Yes. You can have, I don't know, anything really right. that you put your mind to. You can cr- grow your brain creatively. You can grow your brain intellectually. You can grow your skills. Like, it's so See, exciting.
1: And all of this, how you said just by switching up your words, Mm -hmm. what a big difference. That's why words matter. I hear people all the say all the time saying things like, oh my gosh, this political correct. Is it really going to be a big deal? Is it? Yeah. Is it that big of a deal if I say it this way and not this way, or if I don't address like even, um, calling people by the proper pronouns or, just literally anything, yeah, your words matter. Yes. They do matter. This data shows you yes. the difference that can be made by changing your phrasing. Just, just Replacing a couple words. a couple words. Yes. So, yeah, it does matter. And it it's matters not a lot. that hard. It's not that hard. Literally, it's everything
2: that we do uh, that you make a routine. If you do it like a couple times in a row, it literally becomes routine. You right. can change a lot of things. I've already started doing it with Noah, and I learned this last week. Yeah. It was that easy to switch it up. I'm catching myself still, mm-hmm. but I've told my mom. I've
1: told. We're imperfect people. I yes. still mess up with oh stuff. Oh my gosh! Before I started sitting today, I freaked out. Of course, I freaked out. <laughs> I was like, and now
2: Ollie's looking at you like, bitch. I sit every day. Why is he but getting? Perfect? I got so
1: excited because he's like not even five months old, yeah, and he yeah. was sitting. But he is and a he's chunky chunk. So like. I kind of understand. He, I think he was just propped up on his rolls just right. But <laughs> it's still exciting. Yes, yeah. I still freaked out. But I also am someone who's like, don't praise your kids. But like again. You can praise them a little, yeah, bit. yeah. If you're
2: in this way, it's there's like a difference you're praising between them correctly.
1: Yes, there. I was genuinely overwhelmed with excitement. Because I wasn't like, using some kind of praise to be like, you hear mommy's voice get all high and yeah. see these hands clapping, keep sitting so you get more of that. Yeah, yeah. Like they're dogs and
2: these yes. are your treats. Yes, yeah. yes. Because it's like training your children, and yep. that's what people think you have to do. Let's train our children. <laughs> hate it. People do think that. They and do. that's Yucky. I know. Yep. I know they do, and I hate it. <sighs> I, uh, anyways, um, their studies and ours also found that negatively stereotyped students, such as girls in math or African American and Hispanic students in math and verbal areas, mm. showed substantial benefits from being in a growth mindset workshop. Stereotypes are typically fixed mindset labels, they imply that the trader ability is in question is fixed and that some groups have it and some groups don't so that men are better at math or whatever
1: which hey guys that's just a fancy way to say um sexist and racist yes yeah truly
2: that's what it is that we've done yeah (laughs) okay so what do we value in our society we seem to worship talent and we often portray it as a gift which is annoying Now we can see that this is not motivating to children. Um, Those who think they have the gift expect to sit there with it and be successful. And then when they aren't successful, they get defensive and demoralized, and they often opt out. And those who don't think they have the gift also become defensive and demoralized, and then they opt out as well. And it's bad news bears all around. So we need to correct the harmful idea that people simply have gifts that transport them to success and teach our students and our children that no matter how smart or talented someone is, be it Einstein, Mozart, um, no one succeeds in a big way without enormous amounts of dedication and effort. And dying. And dying. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, really, let's talk about Mozart. (laughs) It is through effort that people build their abilities and realize their potential. More and more research is showing that there is... One thing that sets the great successors apart from their equally talented peer and that's how hard they worked. Yeah. So fucking mic drop, bitches. Um, I think that's really... this. The rest is just what we've been talked about. This one's yeah. my favorite. No one thinks babies are stupid because they can't talk. That was my favorite. I quoted yeah. that in my paper.
1: <laughs> I love that.
2: But that's basically all I have. We've ta- hit about every other talking point yeah. just in our tangents. But I thought that was um, a really important thing that we yeah. need to talk about. Because I know a lot of my millennial peers are now parents. And I don't want you guys number one thinking that you can't change because right. we can
1: all change the way that we parent. Well parenting too is a very intimidating, scary thing because there is no right or wrong way, really? Yeah, there's there's no like pamphlet that they hand you when they hand you your baby and they're like, okay, so here is what you're gonna need to do from zero to three months. Yes. We'll send out the newsletter at three to six. There's there is no manual no. with raising humans and you have to adapt and change. So like again, like we've been saying before Anyone who parented us or parented our parents, it had to be different because yes. circumstances were different. Mm-hmm. And it is up to us to learn and to encourage our children to learn, yeah. to adapt to whatever their surroundings are, to make sure that we are continuing to be healthy and influence generations to be healthy in yes. their mind, body, soul. Yeah. You know,
2: exactly. I have nothing to add because you freaking nailed it. (laughs) I was just going to say, I just want, yeah, I want people like 90s parents, if anybody's listening, if we reach that demographic and it's not just my mom. (laughs) There was nothing you could have done differently because you didn't have resources like we have. Like the the fact that I'm able to have access to this article right. and to get it out so that you guys
1: well, this data wouldn't have been available because we weren't exactly screwed it. up yet. Exactly, <laughs> they had to wait. They had to fuck us up <laughs> yeah. and then research us. Yeah, and so in 20 years when we fucked our children up, we'll learn. Yeah, they'll let us know what we did wrong. Yeah,
2: and um, then we can all say, "Well, fuck that." <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. Yeah but hopefully like we said the the most you can do is learn that's yeah. and a lot of learning and be
1: open to changing
2: yeah a lot of learning takes change and growth takes change and growth takes humility and so yeah. you have to be able to humble yourselves enough to be like hey maybe i wasn't doing that right the first time yeah. i look at my past College and high school lives, and I didn't do it right at all. And so, the fact that I'm trying it again, the only reason I am is because I was able to humble myself enough to be like, That was wrong. I will never do that again. Yeah. So,
1: in the words of the great prophet Kendrick Lamar, sit down, be Be humble. humble. (laughs) Is that Kendrick Lamar? Yeah. Okay. Sure. I've been sitting here for like (laughs) five minutes, like, Kendrick Lamar? Is that Kendrick Lamar? I think I'm pretty sure that's Kendrick Lamar. (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, that's all we have. On uh, fixed and growth mindsets. So let us know what you think about it, please. People.
2: Let's have an interaction. Let's have a conversation. Yeah,
1: let's do it. If this was a video, we'd say comment below, but it's not because I forgot. So (laughs) maybe next next week. week. (laughs) All right, we're out. Goodbye.